0: you're listening to Priceless Beauties Podcast. Hey beautiful, Pamela Price here, makeup and spray tan artist, educator and owner of Priceless Beauty Studio, an international award-winning beauty business. But more importantly, I will be your host and cheerleader on this journey of self-love, self-awareness and growth. Life didn't come with an instruction manual. and entrepreneurship can be a lonely and scary road at times. I am personally inviting you to join me on this brave adventure together while I chat with women just like you who open up and share their secrets about their business, their inspiration, and their stories. When we empower one another, great things happen. All right, babe, thanks so much for pressing play. Hi guys, welcome to the Priceless Views podcast. Today I have a good friend named Dina and she's going to be sharing a little bit about her story. Um, I probably won't do it justice, so I will let Dina kind of introduce herself and chat a little bit about her journey. Um, we actually met through a Bob Proctor event, which is cool, and we kept in contact and I've been following her journey and her life basically on social media because we don't live nearby. And um, we kind of got reconnected recently, and I just thought she would be a great um, person to chat with and just share her story because she's just an inspiration. And welcome, Dina. Uh, Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me here and for this intro. I appreciate it so much.
0: My pleasure. And I
1: feel like we connected for a reason. Like, you know how you go to a seminar masterclass and there, there were like hundreds of people, but for some reason the universe like connected us together and we stayed connected yeah Yeah,
0: we did and we were part of a mastermind group together and yeah that was a great time to get to know each other Mm -hmm. a lot better and we even though we haven't chatted like consistently in a little while i've been still been following your work and watching some of your lives and things. so (laughs) i still feel like we're connected so
1: Exactly. I mean, even my best friends, like we don't talk all the time, but I just see them. Social media like updates you constantly on people now. Yeah. And I feel like true connections just stay there. Like some people you're just comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I agree. Well, awesome. Yeah. So do you mind just sharing a little bit about what you're doing now? And then we kind Mm -hmm. of, we'll go backwards to kind of bring it full circle. Yes.
1: There's so much to share. I know. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm doing right now is mindset coaching, uh, mindset and transformation coaching. And I have a business. I've been doing it for two years now, this specific coaching business. Um, it's a partnership between my mother and I, we both happen to be into this journey of transformation mindset. We both um, met Bob Proctor about five years ago. And that was like the catalyst for this whole uh, journey, um, the knowledge we learned from him and, and everything. So we loved it so much. We transformed so much. We fell in love with the material and joined Bob Proctor basically and uh, facilitate one of his programs called thinking into results and we started to coach this program and took it to another level and really it became our life our business how we help people um shift their whole lives to manifest their dream lifestyle whatever it looks like for them and i'll go more in depth about it um with you but that's basically what i currently do what i'm focused on most of the time
0: Wow, that is amazing. So yeah. you really help to help people to, you know, unleash their potential and manifest yes. their greatest desires. <laughs> I think that's what we all want to do, isn't it? Exactly.
1: That's what everyone wants. And I feel like this stuff should be taught in school mm. by those. Like I wish um, it's the basics of life. Like it's like uh, one plus one equals two. It's like we should all know it, how our mind works how it contributes to the results we get in every single area of our life. And the simplest way to explain is how thoughts become things. But most people go about their life on autopilot and they live it based on others' expectations, mm. societal expectations, their upbringing, and the experiences that have shaped them from the little age to school, so whatever results the person grew up having, people usually just continue that way their whole life. And what was missing for me is uh knowing that I'm actually the creator of my own reality. Wow. It's not happening to me. I actually design my life how I want it to look. It doesn't matter if a person grew up in poverty, it doesn't matter if they lack confidence it doesn't matter if they grew up in war in a third world country, uh, wherever that happened, whatever happened to them, wherever they grew up, however, they grew up, we they get to choose again. And through the mind, and understanding it, the mindset and our energy, um, we get to redesign our life, recreate it in every single area of our life, personal and professional. So basically, I help people unleash Their potential in every area of their life to transform beyond limitations and turn them into possibilities and opportunities in relationships, in their health, in the way they feel and in their bank account and the goals they want to have.
0: Wow. Okay. I was yeah. trying to make notes during all of that. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. no. But because there were so many, so many good points there. Um, one thing is that I wanted to just touch on because I agree so much mm-hmm. with this is that it's not taught in school. And this is something yeah. that I was never aware of until I was probably in my late 20s. And mm-hmm. after I had my son, I started attending a church and I was introduced to this um, speaker um, named Joyce Myers. And I read one mm-hmm. of her books and it said that basically your mind is like a battlefield and that you are not your thoughts and that you can yes. change your thoughts. And that thought, the thought of thinking mm-hmm. never occurred <laughs> to me before. Like I never even yeah. realized that I could change my thoughts. Whatever just popped into mm-hmm. my head, even if I, w- I probably wasn't even aware of the thoughts, I just started mm-hmm. feeling and reacting as a result of the thoughts. And those thoughts, eventually I started to become aware of the thoughts and I started to be like, Ah, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I'm not sure if I agree with that. <laughs> I started mm-hmm. to disagree with some of my yes. thoughts. And then that's when I started to you know, move towards a personal development. And that's when I ended up going to a Bob Proctor event and so many good things but i don't know this is something that i didn't learn until like 25 years into my life until i figured out that i could be aware and change my thoughts so that is so profound and, and <laughs> same thing eh so that is amazing and and the fact that it's not taught in schools i think is very absurd and that's why i think if if you have children or if you have influence over anybody that it's now our Mm. responsibility to start to educate and empower those people around us to be aware Mm -hmm. of this, you know, (laughs) life-changing concept, truth.
1: Absolutely.
0: So thank you so much for taking this journey because I know it's not a simple and straightforward um, Mm -hmm. venture because it's very outside of the box thinking. It's not common to most, you know, it's not taught in schools, therefore it's probably not taught in most households and like you said most people are just moving on autopilot from what their parents mm-hmm. told them or you know the situation that they grew up in or whatever the case is they're conditioned right and absolutely and so to try yeah. to go you know against the grain or upstream is not an easy feat but um could you kind of because you had mentioned you know anybody anybody's able to do this we're all human definitely right yes I love this. (laughs) I'm getting more excited. Okay, I know, me too. I have so much to say. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, tell me about, because I do know your story, tell me, tell the audience, I should say, about Mm -hmm. how far you've come, because I know Mm -hmm. the average person hasn't endured even a fraction of what you've gone through. And like no one would ever know that by having a conversation with you today. I think that's probably why you're such a great (laughs) You know coach because you have lived it this isn't mm. just something you read in a book like this is real life yes. for you
1: <laughs> it is it is it's real life and i just want to touch on a point you mentioned before about like it's not just about us it's about also moms and their kids so this whole journey creates a ripple effect
0: mm. and
1: by changing yourself unconsciously your kids are just gonna mimic your behavior and what, what, how you they see you think and feel. And so as a leader and as a coach, what you just mentioned right now is the same way kids calibrate up to their moms and dads by just witnessing how they behave and think, my clients calibrate up to me and my beliefs and how I uh, feel about the material I teach. So if it was just stuff I read in a book, I still would be able to help people, like get them to know it. And it would be like on them to like, feel it more deeply and believe it and accept it. But energy wise, when we embody the journey, when we have lived it, when we know hundred percent within ourselves, that this stuff works, I've seen it work, I've crossed on the other side. And so when someone comes to me and they're scared, I just know that, um, I can show you that way. And so. I feel that gave me confidence and we will get back probably to this point, but that gave me confidence in the journey about living it and how I lived it, how it all happened and started is there's so much to to share it. When I share it, it feels like a movie, honestly. I feel like, did I really live all of that? Mm. Um, Because it feels like a chapter in the past of my life. And when I was living it, and I'm going to share it all with you. But when I was living it all, it felt like this is my life. I was in the middle of it. I was living it. Um, It was like very intense, but it felt like the normal for me. Mm. And so after a while, now that I have stepped away from it and like transformed uh, from it, when I look back at it, I'm like, how did all that happen? Um, just by like the age of 27, like, um, all love it. And so I grew up in a third world country. I grew up, um, in a country that has war and I don't usually talk about politics and I wouldn't even like go into the depths of it because I feel it separates people. And mm-hmm. so, but basically what I want to share about it was a tough experience and I grew up inside an apartheid wall. Um, So life there was, there's no airport. There's no freedom of movement. There's no like um, freedom of speech much. It was oppression basically. And so living that was on its own intense. Like we grew up um, with all of that, not dreaming. So it limits the dreams. We see reality with our eyes and we think this is it. this is like my life. This is what's possible for me. But then I was also in a relationship, um, for 13 years with my husband. And so we lived for, um, in that country together for 13 years, but then he suddenly passed away. Mm. And when he passed away in an accident, it was so sudden for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel yeah. like I need to take a breath. Yes, <laughs> I had I had so much coffee today too, so I'm like I'm jittery <laughs> already. <laughs> thank but, you yeah.
0: thank you for being vulnerable That's and and sharing this with us, Dina.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I usually I'm open to talk about it, but we get used to our new life and when we step back there to that story it always feels like, well, mm-hmm. that was like that was an intense experience. And so I knew him since I was 14 years old um, and basically it shaped my personality, not exactly in a good way. The relationship had its like hard times. So I also experienced hardships and attachments in the relationship and some control. So he he had some control. I, I of course had my flaws, but it was also intense love. Mm-hmm. And so to experience that at a really young age I didn't know self-love I wasn't confident about myself and I always depended depended on someone else like loving me or nurturing me and
0: yeah. my life
1: wasn't my, my choices either it was based on okay where he's going I'll just go with him how he lives I'm just gonna live so I wasn't yeah. the leader of my own life yeah but it had such beautiful love we were like Romeo and Juliet Mm -hmm. it was like intense mad love at the same time and we were young so it was this very intense romantic story and suddenly um we experienced two traumas um I experienced them one with him where my house got burned down accidentally um and I was in it wow and that day when I was in it I barely escaped on time and barely made it lost all my furniture belongings everything oh my gosh and that day was just like um an awakening but i also didn't know how to deal with it i was living in a country where people just brush things off um they don't process things much i just walked away from it and always acted strong i wasn't vulnerable I didn't allow myself to even grieve anything and just always moved on fast. And that was something that hurt me on the journey. So all this that I shared so far was accumulating over and over again. Um, then a year after, a year or a year and a half is when Rasim, my late husband, suddenly passed away in our backyard um, in a tragic way. And an accident happened and basically a wall fell on him, collapsed on him. And that scene that day was extremely traumatic for me. Just seeing it suddenly, unexpectedly, my brain like had a shock, an immense shock and uh, that's how trauma happened. And so the journey was afterwards a full on grief journey, but also healing trauma, not just grief, And it was self-discovery after that. Like, who am I without him Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: what am I here for? He used to be my life. He was my whole life. I didn't even like design how I want my life to be. Didn't have goals. I didn't know anything about self-development whatsoever. I didn't even know, honestly, that thoughts become things, which is like like air for me right now. It's like (laughs) the basics. (laughs) Yeah. And so I moved. I moved after that. My mother and my siblings were here in the U.S. And I packed my stuff, everything I had left over and just moved. And it was a whole fresh new start at the age of 27. Um, And that was about six years ago. And so I moved with that suitcase and a heavy baggage of the past. And um, a fresh new start, basically, but um it was a blank page that was the good thing about it i felt like okay there's a little bit of hope that i get to create something new but then at the same time it scared me um i I wasn't sure where i was heading where i'm gonna go and lack the confidence the skills um everything i honestly felt like i had nothing at that point so that's where the whole journey started to develop and uh, I'll continue about that but I want to check in and see if you have yeah, questions wow. about what I just shared
0: <laughs> that's great that you had the option and the strength to decide that you were going to take a step and and start new because mm-hmm. I think at some for some people that's a lot first of all for one person to you know go through in that short yeah. of, of a time period especially at that age um, but what do you think? Was it something in you? Like, how did you muster the strength to mm. decide to, like, that little piece of hope? Like, was that always, like, mm. innately in you? Did you have somebody, like, a support system or something? Like, what was it that got you to mm-hmm. keep going when you re- literally, literally yeah. had nothing? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what was that key? What was that thing? Because mm. I think some people... I mean, even some people I know in my life that have had trauma or different experiences, it leads them down a different path of addiction Mm -hmm. or even suicide or all kinds of different um, things that can be extremely unhealthy and eventually cause them more harm or, you know, just continue on this path of a life that they're not in control of.
1: Mm -hmm. That's such a great question, and and there's like two parts for it. Uh, Initially, I don't know how I felt like this uh, immense like power and strength within me. So during the funeral, for example, I was just standing strong and I was surprised with myself. I was comforting everyone around me and I don't know where that energy came from, where that power came from. I felt like I can handle this and it just naturally happened. And I think what happened to me is there's this innate knowing within me um that i came for this journey on earth but it was unconscious okay and i'll share with you a little more about it but i feel like i'm on a spiritual journey here and intentionally incarnated to experience those difficult things so that i can like trigger and activate this like purpose in my life so i feel uh we come for a purpose and that was my purpose i feel in this lifetime to go through intense tragedies so that i can find my way out and then share that message with whoever needs to hear it and in everything i continue to create and the journey of course wasn't a bed of roses it wasn't like that the whole time mm-hmm. that was like an initial thing that happened and I don't know how or where the strengths came from. I believe from God. I just felt connected to God. I wasn't religious even. I just felt this inner connection that there's a higher power with me. Um, I'm not alone. And this must be happening for a reason. Like, it doesn't make sense that there's no reason behind it, I felt. I think that's the only yeah. thought I had at that time. And I was like, I don't know what's coming next, but I'm just gonna, surrender and see what happens to me um and i hope i will be guided i was just hoping that something will will shift in my life but after that the grief hit. physically we forget sometimes that connection and uh the grief and the aftermath of the trauma just hit hard so I did reach an almost suicidal uh, phase in my life. Um, even when I discovered initially like some books about self development, it wasn't enough. I needed something a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a roller coaster of a journey. Sometimes you're feeling good and then, Bam, we hit rock bottom again and, uh, everything in the subconscious, all that unprocessed pain and wounds, it it comes up like the demons, um, to pull you back down sometimes. So I did go through all these emotions of ups and downs. Um, but something inside me felt throughout the whole journey that I am not going to take any antidepressants. I just made a decision. Um, if anyone out there takes it, I mean, I'm not judging. I just don't like it personally. And uh, I believe in natural healing and holistic healing. And I believe if I'm not going to face the pain like head on and see what it feels like and just look at it, witness it, and bring it back up to the light and heal it, it's going to stay in me. Whatever I'm going to numb myself with, uh, whether from alcohol or or pills, is going to be temporary numbing. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. had this, I feel it was an intuitive guidance. I literally received a message one day after my doctor had prescribed for me antidepressants. Uh, he said, you're going to need it. Uh, please take it. And I just bought it anyway. But when I went home, like this loud voice within me said, like, dump it into the trash. Don't you but like dare take this and it felt very strong it felt like guidance and i just did that um so that's why the emotions were intended to deal with along the journey and um yeah did i answer that question (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah plus so much more and I, i like that you said that because um I had, you know, n- nothing to this extreme, but I definitely had phases where I went through depression in my life. And yeah. I also, I feel like it's something to go through. It causes you to grow through it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, totally. you know, to anybody who that's their own, ch- I have to think everybody has to make that their own choice from within them what is Mm -hmm. right for them and i love that you brought up intuition because that's something that's like a hot topic right now if you're in the you know manifestation world and that's something that i wanted to ask you about too is like Mm -hmm. you said that you heard a voice now was that like an audible voice or is that just like a feeling that (laughs) like rose from within or like how what is intuition to you because there's lots of voices in there yeah (laughs) which is the right one to listen to (laughs) Right.
1: Intuition is a really like a topic on its own. There's even like programs just on intuition. Yeah. And in, in our coaching program, we talk about it on one lesson. Um, so simply it is like, um, something innate in us. It's in everyone. That's what I believe. Everyone has intuition. Uh, everyone has access to it. We just block it through fear and overthinking and doubt a lot of the time. So, and we we block it when we don't trust ourselves also, when we um, lack the self-confidence, lack the self-trust, it's hard to listen to it because you're going to be doubting everything that comes to you if you're not tuned into yourself. If a person is used to, for example, always asking other people, what do you think, what do you think, what do you think I should do? Um, and they never just sit with it and ask themselves, it's hard for them to rely on that part that is built in within them, the intuition. And so our intuition is also energy wise. It's called like the solar plexus chakra, which is in our upper belly. That chakra in the body is responsible for the intuition. And we feel in that area, it feels like in your gut. When we feel like these butterflies or this gut feeling inside us, we feel this strong feeling. So it comes differently for people. Some people see visions, some people hear something, some people feel it, but you're always like, you would know I feel, I feel strong and it feels like a hundred percent guidance. You're not wondering if it's true. It feels like a knowing.
0: Mm-hmm. So for me,
1: that's how I look at it. It feels like I just know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just know, um, and I'm not doubting it. It also, voice-wise, I did hear a thought. It felt like my own thought, because I'm thinking within me, so it didn't feel like a voice that is not mine. It felt like a thought popped in suddenly out of nowhere uh, in my mind. So I wasn't like consciously thinking of it. I, uh, In that moment, it just like came to my mind suddenly, powerfully and strong, and it felt like a guidance. And I just felt that I need to trust this. I had no doubt. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between intuition and the paradigm, the paradigm, which is our belief system in the subconscious. And that part of us, the paradigm runs our whole life also on autopilot. So we have to differentiate sometimes. Am I a feeling that this is a no because of fear, because of past experiences, um, for example, if someone has failed at a relationship before, and they considered it a failure, and um, they always, always attracted, let's say abusive partners, and then they want to get into a new relationship, and it always feels like a no, it always feels like um, that person is just going to do to me what everyone else did to me. That might not be intuition, it might be based on past experiences, it shapes, the mindset of the person and the expectation but intuition just feels good you you feel that this feels right it always feels good it feels right or it gives you an alert that this is not for you not to your highest good so it tries to guide you to what's best for you i believe always and that, we feel it inside us yeah
0: i love that and i think like tapping into the body is like a good mm-hmm. indicator as to if this is intuition or if it's like your ego, your fear-based thoughts, yes. right? Yeah, like, and, exactly. and I like that you said, if it's like a fear-based or like an ego thought, then it's most likely if you were to ask yourself why, like why am I mm-hmm. thinking this or why should I or should I not do this? And it and it um, circles back around to something that might be linked to a past memory or experience, then that's mm-hmm. probably not your intuition because the intuition kind of, like you said, pops in randomly yes. out all of a sudden in like a cool, mm-hmm. calm, collected, but stern, like this is what yes. I should or should not do kind of way. So yes. yeah. Can you share like, because you said that intuition, we all have it, but there's blocks from overthinking, mm-hmm. doubt, fear, all those things. How can mm-hmm. we break those barriers down to tap into that intuition more?
1: Yeah, there's um, a lot to do. I feel it's a whole journey that one uh, like a person first has to like feel committed, committed, committed to becoming a better version of themselves, com- committed to expanding and growing beyond limitations. And uh, it's a choice we make that I'm gonna be all in on this journey. I'm gonna be all in on uh, my exponential growth and expansion of a lifetime. It's not just about tomorrow not just about results for next month. And from that space, we want to start to break it down and uh, dissolve the limitations, heal the shadows, heal shift the paradigms, and clear out the channel. So I feel in this physical body, it's a vessel. It's like a machine that carries the soul, like our soul incarnated in this body, and we're not just a body. We're a spirit in a body with an intellect and with the intuition and other like uh, faculties that we have to guide us on this journey. And so if we're a channel and there's energy flowing to and through us at all times, and this energy, even scientists have taken pictures of it. It's not woo-woo stuff. (laughs) It's literally how we operate. (laughs) And so this energy is always flowing to and through us it's undifferentiated. Uh, It has no form or shape really. And we give it form, we give it form through our thoughts, through our feelings, and through our uh, imagination. And so in order for us to be able to be tuned in, to hear our intuition, and to utilize this energy into creating the life we want basically, uh, to be led through the heart through the soul uh, through intuition and to also utilize this energy in a powerful way we want to clear out the channel basically i feel when we clear out our channel we are able to tap into the intuition a lot better and easier and to clear out the channel basically we want to face our belief system um, the mind blocks the heart and the mind can block the intuition some people feel disconnected um, from the intuition because there's so much logically in their head. And that comes from society and our upbringing. We grow up being taught to memorize books, take exams, we're evaluated based on numbers, based on results, and everything has a pro and con, everything is good and bad. And that makes us so much in our head, overthinking every step in our life, we were also conditioned to follow society um, and always think safe and secure. And safety and security is based on the perception of the collective of mass consciousness, which is like get a job with 401k and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and this is safe. Mm-hmm. So, go to it, university,
0: get to go to university,
1: get married, uh, do everything in steps yeah so what i'm what i'm getting to all of this that i'm sharing is we became so logical all of us like in general if i may generalize and we forgot this gift that we have this intuition this feeling in us of how to do things in a unique way that aligns with us with our soul and our intuition is always there and ready to guide us but in order to listen to it We have to first do that part of clearing out the channel, looking at our beliefs. Am I living how I want to live or am I living how society Mm -hmm. programmed me to be?
0: Mm -hmm. Or how our parents want us to be or or our spouse or our siblings or our best friends or social circle or... Instagram followers (laughs) or whatever.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And even the influence from the media and celebrities and all that. And so are we even following goals and dreams that are truly ours coming from the soul and from the intuition? Or are we following the goals of society, even the celebrities? Like always you need to have a, the car, the house, everything looks a certain way. But do you really want it? Is it for you?
0: Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so, if you get it, will you be fulfilled when you will you be happy? Because, yes. you know, you have a goal, you achieve it, which is fantastic. I'm all about goals. But then once you achieve it, then do you feel fulfilled?
1: Exactly. Right. Totally. And so the paradigms, the limitations in our subconscious, all these beliefs We simply accept it as truth. Mm. So you want to see, what have I accepted as truth? Is it really true? Or do I want to let go of it? And of course, there's a lengthy process of um, studying this, which is what I teach in my program, Thinking to Results. We start to break this down. We start to dissolve it, reprogram the mindset, and shift those beliefs. Simply just by someone listening today, just by them becoming Mm self-aware of what they're carrying inside themselves and recognizing it and thinking, is it serving me? So we got to see it. We cannot deny it. Anything denied stays submerged within us. It, It keeps manifesting in our lives and it blocks the truth, the intuition. So just by seeing it, and accepting it. Okay, that I see it. It's here. It's within me and I'm not resisting it even. But we start reasoning with it. I don't need to keep holding on to it. I want to actually clear that out and tap more into my truth.
0: And is it it like serve? (laughs) Is it serve? Sorry to interrupt. But if you have a thought that comes up or, you know, a paradigm uh, around a behavior or whatnot, and then you become aware of it. So then the next step is to ask that question. Is that serving you? right? Is yeah. that, is that yeah. true? Is that something that you would, because that's what I've been working on thinking, okay, this is what I always do, but is this serving me? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And without judgment. So we don't mm. want to like judge it or sabotage because these things like our resistance, our forms of resistance, we don't want to even control it or feel ashamed about it. Okay. Um, so there's many puzzle pieces to it is simply accept it that I see and it is okay. It it is okay for me to be jealous. If I am jealous, Um, I see that part of me, I'm gonna own it. I'm like gonna see that part. And I know it's not my truth. So I'm not gonna fight it. And we just start to clear things out and tap more into what is my truth? What, what, What am I really, and our truth is we are perfection on a soul level where everything that we ever want to be in this lifetime and we start to feel into what do i want what do i desire and let that intuition guide us but in order to hear the intuition the second point other than first point is clearing the channel out shifting limitations and fear and to stop listening to the fear we see it Mm. but we're like i'm gonna choose faith i'm gonna choose to trust myself, uh, regardless of the fear, I can do this, even when I'm scared, I can do it anyway, because I trust, I feel in me that trust that I'm capable, I'm confident, it's possible for me. And so the second part is honoring the intuition, honoring the soul. I just made a post about this today. And I was saying, we have to say yes, when we mean it. And we have to say no, when we mean it also. So if we're saying yes, when we mean no to someone, to a commitment, to a goal, uh, we're not honoring our soul. We're not also honoring the intuition. We're literally blocking it. The intuition is telling you, this doesn't feel good for me. I don't feel good about this whole idea. It's not for my highest good. But then we are just saying yes to everyone. We're mm-hmm. saying yes to opportunities mm-hmm. that are not really for us. And that's when we start to block it
0: and i feel like this is something that i have struggled with in the past is is being like a people pleaser Mm -hmm. and and can we like dig a little deeper on that i think especially now with like our lives being a lot of people especially people listening here today a lot of us live our lives very publicly on social media and we're putting you know and we're it's like we have to make everybody happy because otherwise yeah. fear of judgment or things that happen now because of this you know technology and social media how do you make that shift like if you could give me something tangible yeah from mm-hmm. stop listening to the fear and choosing faith and choosing to listen to that intuition. We're comfortable. Yeah. We almost feel more comfortable in the fear because that's what we know. Mm-hmm. So how do you oh, yeah. how do you make that jump? How do you make that shift? I I, I don't know about yeah. you, but I don't think it's something that's like just instant. Maybe for some it's people, not. they have a profound moment and boom, something really yeah. shifts inside <laughs> them. But for the most part, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like an ongoing choice. Like every day, every yeah. day, every day, like keep choosing, keep choosing, keep choosing. Exactly. But it, do you have I, something I, I, tangible or like a secret? Or yeah. can you give us like a little, give us, drop us a bone, Dina. I used to.
1: I used to be a people pleaser, too. So I have dealt with this and I didn't speak my truth for so long. I was scared of what other people would think of me. I would say yes to everything. Because culturally, if you say no to people, they they would go mad, they would cut you off. And so that was something uh, hard for me to deal with. It doesn't happen overnight, for sure. It's a journey. And I feel it's a journey of self discovery and self awareness. And in order to stop pleasing other people, we have to know who am I? Right? So what mm. are we going to commit to? If, if we're not going to commit to other people, we need to get answers from somewhere else, right? So the answer has to come from us. But if I have never even sat alone with myself or journaled about my beliefs or meditated or faced, what is really in my shadows, what is really in me? And what do I truly believe in? Then we don't know what other source to rely on. So Mm -hmm. I simply feel like people should discover what do I believe in about myself and about the world? And what is my vision? I like to have a vision or a life script, for example. So after I discovered who am I? Okay, I stand by this. I do not do these certain things. I don't believe in them. So when I start to define that certain things are not for me, then I'm going to start saying no to them. Mm. If I give you a simple example is uh, in my twenties, like A lot of people are party people. They like to drink all the time. It's like a routine Um, and that is their lifestyle. I'm not like here to judge, but it's not mine. It's not like the style of a person who's into self-growth and development to do that like multiple times in one week and to be the only thing they do. So I made a decision that that is not serving me. I want to grow. I am really interested in self-development, people who are into success, into business, or just into loving life and not wasting their time um, just with in hangouts all the time or doing things that don't grow you Mm -hmm. exponentially on the long-term. So old friends would always expect me to just drink and just show up every weekend. And I started to say no a lot of the time, even though I felt really uncomfortable about it. Because part of me was like, I'm going to lose them now. They're not going to invite me anymore to anything. And I don't have backup friends like that was my circle. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I chose loneliness for a little while because I know who I am, what I want, and that is based on a vision I have. So when we know who we want to also become and what is that higher version uh the successful version of me look like when i have a life script that describes the lifestyle i want how i want to live what i want to manifest what i want to be like and the qualities of myself in my script i put the confidence how i speak because i used to be a huge introvert i had fear of speaking or showing up on like a podcast or a live <laughs> video or you scare the <laughs> hell out of me and, so, and here we are doing this yeah so i started to define The vision of what my life looks like and what I want to be. And From there, it becomes so much easier. You know what to say no to. You know what doesn't align to that. Mm. Another example is like, I get a lot of opportunities to do network marketing. There's a ton of amazing companies out there. I love it. I have a lot of clients in network marketing. It's blooming, it's an amazing industry. But I am a coach that is really focused on expanding in this business. And if I wanna do anything on the side, I paint. And I wanna do more time for my art. If I start, saying yes to just every opportunity that shows up my way because it looks like it makes money they're swearing by it I'm going to be distracted and I'm going to be just saying yes out of fear of missing out Mm. so know who you are simply know where you're going and commit to that and if even things look like they sound good or it sounds nice but it's not really for me and it's gonna distract me or overwhelm me or it's not the time right now maybe i'll get to it next month or next year just say no and honor that feeling inside you regardless of what others may think of you choose you the beginning of this journey is going to be uncomfortable to say no you might lose some people they're gonna lose people who don't really understand where you're coming from they might be sensitive they might not have been on the journey you're heading on Mm -hmm. anyone else would really respect you and honor your choices they will not blame you or or, um make you feel bad about it
0: oh my gosh yeah i feel so many Mm -hmm. so much goodness in maradina do (laughs) you Choose you. That is so important. And I really can resonate Mm -hmm. with that too. Because even when I started going on my spiritual journey, um, started attending church, nobody in my circle or my family or my household. And then as Mm -hmm. I continued along the path and started to move into the personal development world, you know, even a lot of people that are close to me now, like now that I've been on it for a while I've started to attract and be around more like-minded people and I'm like, "Okay, I'm yeah. not the only person who's <laughs> talking this woo-woo," but um in the beginning for a number of years, like almost up until the last year and a bit, so 8-9 mm-hmm. years, um I've kind of been on this journey by myself. So it's been yeah. it's been really interesting and a lot of conversations that I have with people um, they just thought, I, I don't know, it just, it seemed awkward, you know, like they just didn't understand yeah. what I was saying, or they would be very opinionated totally. about something in particular. And I'm like, no, no, like, I just feel differently about certain things mm-hmm. now. And I think that's one thing that for, to remember, and that was important for me to, to share is that sometimes it feels really lonely and that's part of the reason why i wanted to create this podcast for those people who are on this entrepreneur self development journey is to know that it is a journey and it is kind of lonely and scary and hard and hard sometimes (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah yeah it is lonely it's uncomfortable and it's not for the faint of heart honestly Mm -hmm.
1: as that and you mentioned something way earlier some people stay in the trauma they go into addiction and why Did I choose differently? And I think it's relevant to what you just said. They're scared of the unknown. They're scared of um, being something that they're not. They think they're not. And the loneliness of the journey. So it does take willpower to choose something different. Something we have a journey we've never embarked on. We Mm -hmm. don't even know what it looks
0: like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Do you have a favorite quote? I know you probably have a whole yes. like 18 journals filled with quotes. <laughs> what's, the, what's, <laughs> totally. your, what's your favorite one? Um, or if you had, to, if you were going to get it tattooed yeah. on yourself, what would it be?
1: <laughs> oh, tattooed, tattooed, that makes it hard. <laughs> if we're talking about a tattoo and I'm like going to have the whole world uh, see it, it would be I think Mahatma Gandhi said where there is love, there is life. Um, so I believe like love is the highest frequency out there. And where there is love, love for ourselves, love for others, love for expansion, love for growth, love for people, uh, love really is the cure. It sounds so cheesy. No, um, I'm into all the cheese from there. <laughs> yeah, yes. All the cheese <laughs> and another yeah. mantra or two. I want to share two too quickly yeah, if we have time, but, um, but basically it's more of an affirmation. So what I have used, like, and use all the time, um, and it always serves me, has honestly shifted a lot in my life. Just sticking to these two uh, sentences, and the first is by Abraham Hicks. Um, when they say, "Everything is always working out for me," and I added to it in ways that I want, or in ways that are even better for me. Mm-hmm. Everything is always working out for me in ways that I want, or in ways that are even better, better for me, and. We always feel like uh, scared and it reduces fear. And when we're going to into the uncertain, we just can't trust that everything is gonna work out. Even if it's not my way, it's gonna come in a better way, yeah. unexpected yes. way, um, a miraculous way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the other mantra that I like to use right now, currently, I'm like sticking to it, it makes me feel so good, is my success is inevitable. It is hundred percent guaranteed because I'm in this for life. That's I'm just focused on yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not just focused on tomorrow.
0: I'm in mm-hmm. a course right now and um, that's actually the mantra that my teacher yeah. uses a lot too. So. Beautiful. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love just it. Just another synchronicity, just a coincidence, I guess. I, exactly. <laughs> Oh, total divine alignment. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dina. Now for those people who are like life script, what is that? What is, um, you know, mm-hmm. a mindset coach? Could you talk a little bit more about somebody who might be interested to go a little bit deeper or want to connect with you about the program that you um, are a part of and the coaching services that you yeah. provide?
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. And so here's the thing about having a coach. And um, if you've never had a coach before, it's important to um, notice that on your own, you will mostly keep operating within your own level of awareness. We always unconsciously keep ourselves safe and comfortable and in our shell or within certain limits. We don't really challenge ourselves drastically and stick to that journey like wholeheartedly every single Mm -hmm. day. And Mm so what mentors do is they shine light on your blind spots Uh, They uncover limitations for you that you may be not seeing, that may be hidden inside you, and they show you the way. They really guide you um, to see the path. They walk it by your side, and they provide you tools. So what I like about coaching personally is I consider that I kind of collapse time for people. Um, Basically, the coach shows the person the way, they show them the path, um of where they can go how far they can go beyond the limitations and they provide them the tools to do so and i like to provide a community as well so having like i call it a soul family all my mm-hmm. clients together they show up every single week on calls. so it becomes like a family a mastermind there's people to think with you to learn from their questions and in addition to that you rise on a higher vibration in that environment when every single yeah. week you're not alone uh your awareness is stretched by the mentor uh, on the life coaching calls you're always expanding beyond your own journey on your own so you get to see more out of life rather than being in your own box or in your own mm-hmm. uh way and in addition to that i was um gonna share that what I love about my coaching is I consider that I I help people collapse time. And so everyone has a problem with time. And when we think I can produce this much results in this much time, it limits us. Yeah. And when we feel if we try on our own, if people are going to try on their own, uh, they might read the books, watch the YouTube, the seminars, the free stuff. And it, it might take them years to discover what a laser focused program has and what a mentor uh, can help them do and so simply uh, that's what my program does thinking into results it's designed by bob proctor one of the top leaders on human potential and prosperity (laughs) and bob basically put everything he knows um in a structured way so the structure gives you bite-sized knowledge on how to implement it you learn in the program how to apply and embody the knowledge rather than just know it Mm -hmm. because knowing is not enough knowing doesn't produce results or shifts us and on this journey you have simply a roadmap to success that shows you the way cuts down the time for you instead of years of trial and error or trying to put the knowledge together you have a path to follow and in addition to that you get the mentor Stretching your mind, helping you how to be more impactful, doing only the things that really get you to the results rather than overdoing. Um, so this is it, and people can contact you, probably uh, Pamela, if anyone's interested in a clarity call with us. Oh, we that sounds learn amazing! More about it,
0: yeah, for sure. They
1: can get a discount codes through you just specifically oh, for thank anyone you.
0: of your audience. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's yeah. fantastic. Thank you so much Dina and I know
1: You're personally welcome. just
0: by being on mastermind calls with you that you really help to uncover things um in a lot deeper. It does get uncomfortable sometimes yeah. but you really yeah. helped to uncover um, and I know that anybody who's listening that feels maybe a pull in their heart to, you know, get a little bit more information, totally. then I'll make sure that I put all of your contact information in the show notes mm-hmm. and anywhere that um, this this episode will be listed. So everybody who wants to connect and I'll post it on our social media and I'll link your Instagram and your Facebook account as well. So thank you you so, so, so much Dina for joining us today. This was such a pleasure. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it too. And allowing me to share my voice with your audience. Thank you.
0: Amazing. Thanks Dina. Hey girl, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a positive five-star review. And as a thank you for your love and energy, my team will send you a free copy of my social media content and goal planner. Please screenshot it and email it to info at priceless-beauty.com so we can get that to you right away. Until next time, let's stay connected on IG, come say hello at PricelessBeautyGram. And don't forget, You are worthy and capable of achieving anything your heart desires.